Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, another Advancing Learning Cafe session. Uh, my name is Will Rickson. I'm Teacher Training Manager at Macmillan Education. And uh, I'm here today to talk to you about another exciting topic for about 10 minutes. So as I said, these sessions are very short. I'll keep it quite sweet to the point. Um, and hopefully by the end of the 10 minutes, you'll have something to walk away with to try in your lessons. So as you can see, this lesson is, this session today is based on social emotional learning. And uh, so I'm going to be talking about um, basically the top parts, the top sections that I took from a webinar that we hosted um, recently, relatively recently by Lena Acosta. And she did a webinar for us on social emotional learning. So what I wanted to do was show you the bits from that that I thought you could actually take away with you, but just give it to you in this really short 10 minute period now. So I'm gonna get started. Um, the session started with um, uh, Lena telling us about three ways that we can connect with our students um, to make, to, to, in, in a supportive way. There are three main things she was looking at there. The first one is to mirror them. Second is be vulnerable. And the third is to be predictable. So going back to the first one, to mirror them. So thinking about a mirror, you see a mirror in front of you and uh, you can see yourself. Um, of course, you can see your own reflection. But taking this into building a, collection, a connection with a student, um, when you talk to a person or when you talk to a student, what you can do is tell them how you imagine they're feeling by the way that they look, by the way that they seem. So let's say you've got an eight-year-old student in class and they look uh, a bit upset, maybe it looked like someone's just said something to them they didn't like and they look a bit down. Go to them and say something like, you look like you're a bit upset. Is that what you're feeling at the moment? Or you look a bit bored by this lesson, am I right? Something like that. And I actually, I, I, don't, I wouldn't do that with an adult, from me to an adult, but that sort of attitude, I think, towards people's feelings really helps to build that connection. So as I said, the second one is to be vulnerable. Uh, and use emotional and descriptive language when you're doing that. So what you can do as a teacher is share things about yourself, share, share your experiences that you've had, share your feelings that you were having at that particular moment. When you're vulnerable with students, you know, quite literally saying things like, I'm feeling a bit off today, to be honest, I don't feel on top form, etc. It reminds them that you're actually a human being, you know, you're not, you're not some kind of ethereal being, you're you're a person and you've got feelings too. And it also, of course, that's gonna show them that it's okay to say things like that. It will also humanize you, but help them understand that you are also a person who makes mistakes just like everybody else. And that should make them feel supported by you. And again, build that connection with them. The third one is be predictable, as I said. So in a young learner's classroom, they may not know uh, the times of a particular routine, uh, they, but they will know the pattern. Um, I've got a, I've got an eighteen month old um, baby boy called Teddy, uh, and when we when we have dinner, that's basically when our routine starts. And sometimes dinner's at six, sometimes it's at seven, sometimes it's at five. It's kind of different, but he always knows what happens next. He he's got that pattern in his head. So taking taking Teddy into the classroom, um, how can you be more predictable to the class? at various points in the lessons, not just at the beginning, but at various points. 
you can, for example, set out stages at the beginning, so you've got maybe the objectives as well, but you might also want to set out the process, the procedure that class is going to take. And then whenever you get to one of those stages, signpost it. Make sure they know that we've progressed onto that next stage. So, for example, if a particular student um, seems down or upset, you could use a pattern uh, to react to them in the same way whenever they sort of exhibit any negative emotions to you. So taking that pattern idea of the lesson and actually moving on to how you react to the students emotionally or how you react to their emotions. So I want to move on now to another part of that webinar I spoke to you about. So uh, she was talking about something called the cycle of the caregiver, the cycle of the caregiver. So a caregiver being a parent, being a teacher, uh, being a coach, a family member, a friend, somebody that they would um, feel comfortable um, talking about their emotions with and somebody who's responsible enough to be able to listen to them. So the first thing, in a minute I'm going to tell you what that cycle is, but the overall message of that is basically don't avoid your emotions. If you feel something or if they feel something, the, the, the best way to deal with that is to not avoid it, but to work at managing that emotion. If you avoid emotions in yourself, you'll automatically try to stop students feeling that particular emotion and they'll see you ignoring your emotions maybe. But emotions like anger, frustration, uh, disappointment, sadness, fear, etc., etc., uh, they're not supposed to be a direction of your behavior, of how you're supposed to behave. They're simply supposed to be information for you to reflect on yourself. So going back to the cycle, the cycle is basically, I can't show you the, the, I don't want to show you the image, I'm going to describe the imagery to you. So the cycle is basically when you get upset because a student is upset, then at that point you might be inclined, it's perfectly natural, I, I would do this myself. Um, you might want to wait until that student is okay, allow them that sort of time to, to, to become happy again. But if you're waiting for them to be happy and you're mirroring them and you're showing them that same emotion back, you're trying to connect with them, that could potentially open up this sort of an emotional loop. It'll be a perpetual cycle and will continue like that for eternity unless something changes. Of course, not for eternity, but it may not, it, it may not solve itself uh, unless something changes. So the best way to solve this is... If you feel a negative emotion and you're able to move past it constructively, that is, that is the definition of being a good role model. If you can show that you're feeling something and then move on from it and move into a happier state, that is being a great role model for that student. It's really important to help them manage the emotion and not to stop the emotion. And the only way you can do that is by learning about yourself through webinars, through uh, advancing learning cafes, TVs, TV, books, etc. Learn about yourself. Once you learn about yourself enough so that you can become happy again, once a student makes you feel upset themselves, you're modeling what it is to become happy again once you feel a negative emotion. Then, once you are happy, with any luck, the student will see that, then hopefully feel happy themselves once again, and you can go back to go back to the way things work. So how to learn about yourself, that is probably the, the trick for, for me personally, I'll say that was probably the trickiest thing, uh, how to learn yourself and how to identify a particular emotion when it comes up. 
Um, I have difficulty with that. I find it quite difficult to actually pinpoint that's what I'm feeling. Um, but over over time, I think it really it really helps. So what you can do to learn about yourself is ask yourself, what am I feeling? And what does it remind me of? Hopefully your brain will take you to a place where this emotion perhaps started or uh, perhaps the worst memory of when that particular thing happened in your past. So the important thing is, is to be available to your emotions and be aware of how the past influences the present. Don't get stuck in the past experience, but simply experience the emotion you're feeling. Try to remember what happened in your past which made you feel that way. Identify it. Feelings are supposed to be information. They're not supposed to be direction on how you behave. Sit with the emotion and identify why you're sad and why you're stressed. So just to go over that again very briefly. So we've got, for me, there were three key takeaways for, from, from this session. The first is to be a good role, uh, it's obvious, of course. Of course, uh, be a good role model for your students when dealing with emotions. Secondly, emotions are not supposed to be direction on how you behave. They're supposed to be information but only if you can identify them at that moment. Don't avoid emotion, work at managing emotion. Um, so that's all from me. If you want to see this, this webinar in full, uh, there should be a, a, a website down below. So if you, there are a few links just down there. If you click on that, you'll be able to see the full webinar by Lena. Um, I hope you enjoy it. It's got so much more information than I've just given you there. I just tried to give you some of the, uh, some of the key points that I took away. Um, and also on the website, we've got macmillanenglish.com slash back to school slash emotional support. That also, that, that address should be in the chat box below in your comments boxes. And that's got all sorts of stuff in there. We've got webinars, resources, blogs, everything. If you want to help develop your students' social and emotional skills. Uh, so that's all from me. Thanks very much for watching. Uh, and I'll see you again in a few weeks.